Hello world, welcome to the Daring World Podcast with your host Frank Mondoze. Today is January 25th and it's the day before I'm uh, traveling to Costa Rica for the Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Experience. It's going to be the fifth consecutive training fully booked to capacity. So exciting to see what's going on with ISTA and um, the success it is creating around the world and in the hearts and lives of people. So today on our second episode of the Daring World podcast, I've decided to uh, have a little jam session about Ego in the spiritual communities, ego is like a big topic, and traditionally we've been taught to kill the ego. I mean, from the new age spiritual community, we've been taught to kill the ego or uh, eliminate the ego. And so that would have to take into light that there is a part of ourselves that is imperfect and needs to be changed. I'm I'm from the school of thought that is appreciating our whole experience as perfect and divine and that denying or repressing anything is basically a fight with self. So any fight with self is uh, bound for pain and failure. So when it comes to ego and the rejection of ego, I feel that there's something off in that expression. So that led me to inquire, what is the purpose of the ego then? And so... As I jam on this concept, I think to myself that that the ego is like this control mechanism, this control lever in in our bodies, in our personal selves, our personal identities, that is managing like all our instinctual passions, desires that feel that they need to be Uh, fully expressed in order to feel good but you know there's societal demands there's personal judgment demands there's cultural demands that state that certain of these primal desires or feelings are um, unhealthy and then there's you know managing also the part of ourselves that is in self-judgment that creates anxiety so like if there's if we are in dissonance with ourselves with our way that we feel that we need or want to express and uh, that it is being met with uh, shaming from the outside world it can cause a lot of anxiety and sadness so the ego has a role to play 
it's managing all of these crazy things that it feels it needs to get in under control in order to have a healthy relationship with the outside world and that makes a lot of sense and the ego is also there as a self-defense mechanism it's an instinctual old uh, self-defense mechanism when we actually had to worry about survival due to lack of food lack of uh, hygiene all of that of course the ego um will uh, justify itself by creating a safety, uh, by taking care of the self in order for self-preservation. And so now that in society that we have a, a, a culture that is very well advanced, that we do live for the most part in safety. And... I don't care what the news tries to sell us, we live in a very safe time in the near and far past. So the ego is still looking for an outlet or a reason, a raison d'être. And so it attaches itself to superficial concepts of the external construct of the external world playing out in reflection to oneself so ultimately what we deem as important ends up becoming the focus of the ego because the ego wants to maintain uh, an impression out into the world so we could understand that uh, losing ourselves in one's belief of a separate, unique self can actually lead to disorder, personal disorder, obsession, as well as social disorder. So if everybody is solely thinking them, of themselves and their best interest and so on and so forth, and that's what kind of looks like out in society, we tend to feel a very... Um, competitive experience with the outside world so our ego needs to be in self-defense it needs to be in operation in order to survive in that outside world but it's whatever we choose is important and I, and through my own experience i've seen myself choose very very menial things to be so important that my ego would have to fight for and therefore express itself in its full fullness that's what this, that's what the ego does it's like that dragon when we talk about dragon energy the dragon energy is like when that part of us has been denied for so long that when it's when it comes up and we do not want to face it or we do not know that it exists, there's this dragon energy that emerges and creates protection and destruction all around us. And when we are not in healthy relationship with our dragon, we can create a lot of damage due to the ego feeling it needs to protect itself in some way, shape or form. So the journey, ultimately, is about befriending that dragon, 
and learning how to use the power of the dragon through acceptance of oneself, one's whole self, and working in collaboration with one whole self in order to bring our best self into the world. And a self that is not solely focused on one's own pleasure, one's own success, that we could fill and share a social vision where we take care of each other, where not only of each other does it matter, but that we're actually thinking of the next seven generations. This is an old Native American tradition, is that all decisions are made thinking about how it impacts the next seven generations. Do you think our politicians are thinking about seven generations? They're thinking of seven digits. Seven digits of their bank accounts. <laughs> Solely. And this is why we're in the that we're in. Because our leaders who we look up to are super obsessed with their own egos. And their own stories. So that's the ego that we're trying to eliminate. The ego that actually takes um, uh, the self as priority over the social culture. Because I do believe that pleasure and ex experiencing pleasure and um, ecstasy in one's body during your lifetime as much as possible is the ultimate path. But what does that look like and what does that mean and what are your ethics? So what happens if we let go of the ego? We start to connect with a deeper unity consciousness. And ultimately, that's what we're seeking. We're seeking that in meditation. We're seeking that in lovemaking. First, it comes up with the carnal, but ultimately, it's about the union of two people in the perfect moment, in the dissolving of selves, two into one, into all. That's what we're truly seeking. And death is so, like, final. But death is part of that as well. And ultimately, the ego is in fullest expression due to the fear of death. So the more afraid we are of death, the larger expressed the ego must become because it's protecting its oneness, its reason for being here. So which is what I wanted to talk about ultimately. All of this is side note, jam, like I've been saying.
So what is the purpose of our ego? How can we bring the ego into our world right now and embody it, accept it and ride that dragon? And for me, what I came up with is that ego is the impulse of action. So desire manifests. And some can talk about the story of desire as a story of the Garden of Eden. That through tasting the apple, gaining truth, that we understood desire. And desire was the impulse for life, actually. Desire is what is creating life. It's our soul's call into manifestation and full expression to a third dimensional realm in order to feel and experience ultimately as a witness for the one source which we all come from. However, the ego gets in the way and totally derails the whole life process being a spiritual experience in, and, and, and gets lost into social script, whatever the one script it is of the moment. And holy shit, we're living in a time where social media is fucking throwing the script left, right and center. <clears throat> and people are so off center and ungrounded that they're getting hit uh, upon the rocks, picture like uh, people grasping to the edges of the shore and a river flowing through and being beat because that's what's happening when we go from one topic to another and we state our claims as truths and, and, and beliefs. We get into beliefs. The ego likes to have belief systems and therefore takes that as truth and therefore grows, um, marks, delineations, boxes, and therefore we become more self-identified. So how does the ego serve? Because you see how many, how many exits we could get off and derail the process of life being a spiritual journey. And that all is part of the experience and to be integrated fully and wholly. Imagine we could integrate everything fully and wholly. But everything has to be integrated fully and wholly. So for me, the ego's role is to say, I, as an individual, as a self-expressed individual, have something to offer to the world. And that my desire to contribute, to fit in, to be accepted, is to bring through oneself your contribution. 
And so individually, what that means is that you can tap into your ego to give you the energy, motivation, and momentum to get a project off the ground, to get you in motion. Ego can get you in motion. And most of our emotion comes from our ego anyway, from our hurt selves, from the story of our identity and our personality that we hold on to, that we cling to, that also creates the most pain. So ultimately, the journey, if you're willing to take it or take a risk on it, is... How do we release into the unknown? How do we put ourselves in a neurological ease or a state of neurological ease that says the unknown supports my expression or my actualization versus the unknown is scary, such as Death is scary because we don't know what happens after death. So it's the unknown. So it's the ultimate fear of the unknown. So as long as we are fearing something that hasn't happened, which is usually what fear, where fear comes from, that we are actually putting our bodies in a state of unwellness and sickness if we flip the script and we start to embrace the unknown as a path towards our personal expansion, then maybe we can derive pleasure or excitement about it. And therefore live lives that are much more in ease, excitement, happiness, bliss, ecstasy. I don't want to talk about the flip side. Look around. That's the flip side. So in a nutshell, it's not about killing or eliminating the ego. It's about accepting and harnessing the ego to put us into motion towards accomplishing things that we desire. that we may desire things that support social unity in which we would be mimicking the expression of God. But that's a whole other conversation. Actually, it's the same conversation. Anyway, 
Daring World Podcast, Episode 2, Complete. I need to know what you guys think of this project. You feel that my sharing was worthwhile? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Am I too utopic? Am I too cynical? Am I too crazy? Crazy in love. Check out thespiritualplayboy.com right now. We are on our road to 1,000 subscribers. The videos coming out in this moment are uh, videos from my journey in Iceland, which was phenomenal. Iceland is an epic country, epic country. And the first episode came out last week where we visited visited the, what I'm calling Temple of Illumination, a temple in Reykjavik. And actually, it's that video that inspired this podcast. I can't tell you exactly the connection, but, um, you know, it's related to Christ and our purpose here and what are we mirroring and what are we expressing and what's whose stories are we playing out and is it our story or not and how do we realign the the script we take personal responsibility of how we live in the world And basically that came to the story of ego and how, you know, spiritual through the spiritual circles, like ego is a bad thing. And ultimately ego is there to protect ourselves, uh, to protect our existence, our expression in this realm as a source of information gatherer. And how do we, can we use ego to start to uh, be fully expressed in this 3D realm? Which is why we celebrate arts and creation and innovation and technology. That is the ultimate expression of one's fullest capacity, bringing in beauty and love and improvement and social progress for the collective. And sometimes we feel like we're so small, we have nothing to do. But yeah, we do have everything to do. Our vibration, the the vibration of which we stand for in the world on a daily uh, basis is what ripples out into the world. So yes, it actually starts right there. So I'm suggesting that you use the ego to support you into getting into motion to basically improve your life. And if you improve your life, you'll improve my life. So there, there's the self-interested ego thing again. Improve my life, we improve community. We improve community, we improve province, state, country, hemisphere, planet, collective consciousness, whatever we want, it's all available. It's all available. So that's what 
has been inspired from my visit at the Temple of Illumination in Reykjavik, which played last week on thespiritualplayboy.com. Uh, wrote to a thousand subscribers. Subscribe, like, give me a comment. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, I want you to make suggestions. I want you to give me topics uh, that you're, you think uh, I'd be fun to get my opinion about. Um, yeah, I want this to be a co-creative uh, project. And that's it. That's all I got for you today. Tune in next week on thespiritualplayboy.com where Frank and Natalie go and visit a penis museum in Reykjavik. And then from that point on, we hit the road and the road is amazing. I have amazing drone footage from all our sites. It was super exciting to get this uh, footage and to have access and to offer it to you on my humble little channel called The Spiritual Playboy. So on that note, you've been listening to Frank Mondoze on the Daring World Podcast. Remember, let love free. It's the only way we will ever change anything. Peace.